I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast. From me, you get 50 years of knowledge playing fantasy sports. Eric, you get the kind of insight you can only get from a guy who's been a top player on the NFL stage. Top quarterback with the Bears and Lions and Chargers. He's been there. He lends his firsthand knowledge to the things you need to guide your fantasy team to victory, which is all important now as we head down the stretch of the playoffs. You can find us on the Radio.com mobile app, iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, wherever you get your podcasts. Easiest way, perhaps, just go to our website, KramerandBrill.com. All one word, KramerandBrill.com. And the podcasts are listed on the podcast page, or you can find them by just clicking at the top of the homepage. It says, click here for the latest podcast. Take you right to it. Check it out, KramerandBrill.com. So let me introduce you to my friend, my colleague, my co-host, Eric Kramer, who we look at his 12 weeks in the books. <laughs> you believe this? 12 weeks in the books? Yeah, it's been fun. Now now we're getting to the surprise part of the season. Yeah. Things like the Jets all of a sudden winning. Winning three in a row or something like that. Yeah, the Browns. Right, right. And, and Jamie many Christmas. I mean, the uh, Bears uh, even winning again. <laughs> The Bengals? No. <laughs> so let's take a look at how we did. It was a week of big plays in the NFL, that's for sure. Uh, it was a big of unexpectations. Unex- and I say unexpectations because big guys who did well were Ryan Tannehill, who led all quarterbacks with two touchdown passes and two touchdowns running. Jameis Winston, who despite two picks, had three touchdown passes. Sam Darnold finally getting off the snide, came up with a, a big two touchdowns and one rushing. Uh, Baker Mayfield clicked with a big win over Miami, 327 yards passing and three touchdowns. Touchdowns. Chris Godwin, oh my gosh, caught seven passes, 184, two scores. Leonard Fournette rushed for 97, had two touchdowns this week, and even caught nine passes. Jarvis Landry, 10 for 148, two touches. DJ Moore, 126, two scores. Derek Henry led the running backs, 159 yards, two scores. And then there was Lamar Jackson. What can you say about Lamar Jackson? It was just five touchdown passes on Monday night <laughs> against the Rams. I mean, it's just the guy's electric, you know. It's he is, and nobody's got the answer for how to stop him. Nobody. And, and we're going to be talking about him coming up because they've got a big game on tap. Other big players who didn't fare well, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, John Brown, Julio Jones, Chris Carson, Saquon Barkley, Derek Carr, D.K. Metcalf, David Montgomery, T.Y. Ty, Hilton, and Tyler Eifert. So let's get right to how we did for you. We like Tannehill. On all he did was throw for two scores or run for two more, no picks for Tennessee. Jameis Winston, we liked, and with a 313 yards and three scores, was solid. We thought Mayfield would be solid against Miami, and he was. Three scores. Same with Chris Godwin and Tampa, who lit all receivers, 184 on seven, and a pair of scores. Now, we liked Fournette. All he did was hit the end zone twice, plus 97, plus the nine catches. So we liked Landry and Beckham this week, and between them, they had 16 catches, 232, and three scores. We love Breeze with his three touchdowns, and his Michael Thomas with 10 for 101 and a score. We liked everyone in New Orleans. We told you to do that and they did not disappoint. We only liked Ertz for the Eagles, 12 for 91 and a score. Solid. We were high on Derrick Henry, who topped all rushers. Ridley, who had six for 185 and a touch. We said Jonathan Williams in Indy was the guy to go out and pick up. All he did was rush for 104 yards on the ground, three catches and a touchdown. We love Devin Singletary. You yep. talked about Devin Singletary at length last explosive. week. Rushed for 106. Miles Sanders, three catches on plus 63 on the ground. And we said the layoff went, and you should have, along with Mason Rudolph, who I even told you to lay off. He was benched for Duck Hodges who has sparked a Steeler win. And uh, we'll start this week against Cleveland. Rashad Penny surprised everyone with 129 and a score on the ground. The Redskins defense, a shocker, as was Tampa Bay along with the Jets. And Andy Dalton's back. He's going to be starting again. So we're going to take a look at uh, surprises and disappointments, my man. How are you looking at those things this time? <laughs> well, I, I mentioned one already. The Bears actually won a game. And 
And, right, thank you, thank you. And Mitchell Trubisky actually looked fairly good at times, not throughout, but at times looked pretty good. You'll have to point out, you've been looking better than Mitch Trubisky this year. Well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> he actually rushed for a touchdown and for the most part made some good decisions. I, I, I'm surprised. One of the surprises that, that's caught me just in the last few weeks is how the Browns have played. You know, they beat the Bills, and they beat the Steelers, unfortunately for you, and then had a big win this week against um, the Bengals. And I think Mayfield has surprised me with how I think well he's, you know, making decisions, throwing the ball confidently, even when he makes bad choices and the resulting play is an interception. He'll still battle back from that. And, uh, heck, everybody is – they've got their own version of the Lambo Leap going on right now. I know. <laughs> so that all started back when I was playing, you know, against the Packers. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, – who is it? Butler, their safety, started all that business. And then now, heck, I, every stadium you watch now, someone's jumping into the stands. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's bizarre. You aren't one of some, Somebody's going to get hurt. One of these days, somebody is going to get hurt, and the NFL is going to say, okay, no more Lambo Leap. <laughs> you know, at least it's not a cell phone around the uh, – uh, but, the, you know, the guys are giving the football away, which is okay if you give it to your mom. If you just can't throw yeah, it into the stands. Yeah, right. If you're down your house, and give it to your mom. But you're right. A lot of guys like Robbie Anderson are jumping up into the stands and then giving the ball to somebody. Yeah. You know, and fine. But, you know, just don't toss it up in there and <laughs> make someone jump out of the stands and catch it. Yeah, somebody <laughs> gets hurt that way. Yeah. So, on the injury front, Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones exited the game briefly with a shoulder injury. Miami Dolphins wide receiver Jaquim Grant suffered an ankle injury, and receiver Albert Wilson suffered a rib injury. Uh, Skins wide receiver Paul Richardson exited the game with a hamstring. Oakland receiver Hunter Renfro suffered a rib injury. And punctured a lung. Did he puncture a lung, too? I didn't catch that, though, so he's going to be non-existent this coming week, or that's for sure. Uh, Detroit Lions wide receiver Marvin Hall did not return due to a foot injury against the Redskins, and the Skins quarterback Dwayne Haskins had his arm in a sling following the team's win on Sunday. He said he played with but, an injured wrist and was pretty banged up again, and I know where you're going. But apparently it looked good enough to take a <laughs> selfie with a fan at the end of the game. And missed the last play. Well, whatever. Uh, I, the, the selfie was more important. Yeah, I. you know, I... I You've been in a locker room with somebody. What do you think happened in the locker room after that? I don't even know if the players knew about it at the time. If they did, uh, he would have gotten just verbally crushed for it, I would think. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. So, at, you know, if he's in a situation to win another game, I guarantee he won't miss the last play. Yeah, for sure. Taking a selfie. Yeah. He might miss it for some other reason, but yeah. it won't be that. Uh, so, anyway, those are the guys you want to uh, take a look at uh, for the injuries uh, on the uh, NFL injury wires going into the latter part of the week in case you uh, have some have one of those guys. Uh, and you also want to look at those guys because if they were a starter, the guy behind them, chances are, is going to get more looks this week. So, trending down this week, Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, uh, John Brown, Julio Jones, Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin, Jeff Driscoll, and Ross Dwelly. Trending up this week on George Kittles. Love oh, him. He killed me. Golly, I've got to tell you a little Love story after that. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold, uh, Baker Mayfield, Chris Godwin, uh, Duck Hodges, Derrick Henry, and A.J. Brown. Now, um, real quick story. Going into Sunday night, all my guys were done. I had a 20-point lead. And I'm in the playoffs already, but I want to. I don't want to play the team that's 11-1 and one now. Um, and the, the, my opponent was 20 points behind me and only had George Kittles. Third quarter, I'm, down, I'm up by nine points. All I got to do is get through this game, right? 
Kittles catches what a sixty-nine yard touchdown mm-hmm. pass, and I lose. I lose by seven. <laughs> so, ugh. among other catches, but yeah, yeah, and it broke my streak and put another guy close to the playoffs. I think so. he's brought back to the 49ers or brought them just, um, you know, how good they used to be, right in the seventy, well, eighties mostly, and uh-huh. then into the nineties. But then I think he's brought back a certain toughness. That they haven't had in a while. Yeah, that's permeated throughout their entire team. Yeah, no, they, he he is one tough guy, and he was coming off an injury too, you know, and that, that was the thing. I think that's it was an ankle. So what it was? Something like that. Yeah. Um, okay, NFL bye weeks are done. We're done with that, so we have a full All schedule right. of games. But the waiver wire extremely important now with playoff hopes on the line. So let's go to the waiver wire with the players you should be looking at this week. Uh, with Marlon Mack out, Jonathan Williams is still the guy. Brian Hill still looks good, like uh, we recommended in Atlanta. Bo Scarborough, uh, we told you to pick up last week. And all he did uh, for Detroit was rush for 98 yards. If he's available, pick him up. McKeel Harry had a touchdown reception and dropped another in New England. Still a good choice for a wideout if you need somebody at that level. Now, remember, if you're in a dynasty league, he was the number one pick of New England. And he was on eight weeks uh, IR with injury. But he's come back. And even though he's playing for Belichick, he's still getting some uh, looks now. And he does look good. Doc Hodges in Pittsburgh is the new starter. So he's a guy that's going to be pretty active on the waiver this week they're playing Cleveland and there's, so there's something to look at here especially I mean uh, and I want to get to that in a second I'm going to get to the other guys first but uh, I do want to uh, talk a little bit about Duck and what's going on there with uh, Mason and them playing Cleveland again Daniel Jones looks solid despite a loss against the Bears so he's worth good. a look yeah he looked did good. Zay Jones may be worth a look in Oakland if Hunter Renfro is out and I think we're talking that he is uh, last week we told you to pick up these guys who made solid contributions Tariq Cohen Bo Scarborough Debo Samuel Russell Gage and Atlanta will draw some interest with his eight catches and 76 yards on 10 targets. Jaden Graham we liked, and he did catch a 53-yard pass. Uh, Jared Cook and Rashard Penny, if they are out there, they are definite pickups, as is Nick Foles, who threw for 272 on the day. Alan Hearns uh, may be worth a look with his four catches and a touch in the blowout. A.J. Brown still out there in some leagues, and he is a grab for right now. Yep, Loved Jared Cook this past week. Oh, yeah, he was hot. Got it. He yeah. get up high for one catch near the end of the game is also key. Very key catch on that last uh, part of the game. So we're going to go to Thursday. That's Thanksgiving Day. We have three games on Thanksgiving. And before I forget, um, happy Thanksgiving to you, my happy friend. Happy Thanksgiving and, to you, too. Uh, we'll be uh, eating turkey and watching football and texting. I'm All day. Sure. Um, Bears at Lions. Let's go to the first uh, game on Thursday. If it's Jeff Driscoll again, if Stafford isn't ready to come back and against the Bears, he's a decent play, but not a great one. I do like Bo Scarborough again, uh, but only as a flex this week. And if you have a better wideout than Galladay and Jones, you should at least consider them. As for the Bears, which I usually let you go first, but I didn't this time because it's Thanksgiving. Uh, Cohen is a good choice, as is Allen Robinson, coming off a 131-yard six-catch day. If Trubisky can do that again, then both are solid on the day. Montgomery, right now, to me, he slipped back quite a bit at the moment. I agree with you. Now, the the one uh, part of the Bears you didn't mention was their defense. And well, I was going to leave that to you. Oh, well, okay. uh, you know, I mean, I, I can't take everything. <laughs> right. That's kind of the elephant in the room yeah. here that nobody has. Uh, uh, I can't remember the last team other than maybe the, the uh, Raiders over in London where another offense played well for four quarters against the Bears' defense. It, I don't expect it this week out of the Lions. Um, and the Bears just have too many playmakers defensively. But I like you. I, I like uh, Allen Robinson. Um, I even like Anthony Miller. 
and uh, and I think Tariq Cohen, obviously Montgomery, I I believe you're right, has not be is not transitioning into that player that they would hoped he would have been. And offensively, they're not running the ball that great right now. Bills and Cowboys. So look for the Cowboys to rebound, even if uh, it's against a difficult Bills team. Uh, you would expect Elliott to get off a snide soon, but the Bills are tough. So while you must start him, don't expect a huge day. Uh, it is Thanksgiving Day and usually does good on Thanksgiving Day, but I'm, I'm still not uh, sold on a great day for him. Uh, Dak should be coming through along with Cooper and Allen. Uh, good to roll with uh, for Buffalo uh, and John Brown should uh, show up this week. Devin Singletary, I think we can recommend this week after his 106 last week against Denver. Beasley still getting targets, so I'd say a yes on him. Well, okay, just to go back right now and talk about the Cowboys and how Jerry Jones, obviously it's none of the players' oh, fault yeah. what's going yeah. on this year. It's all the coaches' fault, yeah. and I, I don't know if I see it that way because their defense has played horrible. Um, and uh, so for that reason, I like people like Devin Singletary. Um, Josh Allen has every single week shown up solid. Definitely. As, as good a game as he had throwing the ball last week, he is a weapon yeah. running the ball. And he had, he went, he, there was a play he probably should have been sacked for about a seven or eight yard loss. Ends up making a 20-something yard run out of it. And a first down. Not a lot of quarterbacks in this league other than Lamar Jackson can do that kind of thing consistently. And I think the Cowboys offensively uh, showed me this past week against the Patriots that they just, you know, they shoot themselves in the foot, and and I, I too often to be consistent against this week coming up against a very good Bills defense. Mm-hmm. As good as the Patriots are, the Bills are that good yeah, defensively yeah. as well. So I don't think the Cowboys this week is going to be their comeback week. Well, here's the game that uh, we're all going to be sitting there watching and trying not to fall asleep. And it should be an exciting game because after all the turkey and everything, I mean, this is the late game. It's an 8:20 Eastern time game. Uh, Saints at Falcons. Ridley seems to have regained his touchdown stride, so he's solid this week. And while I like Hill, I'm not sure I'd raise him above a flex against New Orleans. I am liking Gage to continue to be targeted, even if it's at a flex. I'm also liking Kamara and Murray, who seem to be working well together despite the tandem approach, and Michael Thomas, of course, and, you know, you're definitely going to start Drew Brees. No doubt. And and one thing I just, in watching the Falcons game this past uh, weekend against the Buccaneers, uh, I think the Buccaneers had about six sacks, I think, on Matt Ryan, and were on him all day long. I think the Saints are as good or better than the Buccaneers up front defensively. I don't think the Falcons are going to do much uh, running the ball at all against the Saints. And I think, you know, like you said, Ridley is, is coming back into form now. Um, but that was, a ver- that was a late part of the game touchdown that he had. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's going to be something the Falcons are going to be able to keep up with the Saints this week. So... Got to love, love those garbage time points, though. You know, <laughs> I guess it's all right, for, you know, for fantasy in some certain uh, instances, but mm, I just I don't think they're going to keep pace through the meaningful part of the game with the Saints. I think the Saints are going to win big here. Okay. Well, that wraps up uh, Thanksgiving Day. Let's move to Sunday. Titans and Colts. Titans and Ryan Tannehill have it going on. Another uh, surprise team oh, right geez. now. Oh, uh, jeez. Yeah, you, you got to love yeah. them at this point. Uh, we were so down on them with Marcus Mariota, uh, who was like, 
stinking up the joint. I mean, there's no other way to point it. And Ryan Tannehill comes in, should be in Miami, but he's not. Anyway, he has it going on. And uh, Derek Henry on the field, too. I like them both. And what's not to like about A.J. Brown? Play them all. In Indy, I would start Jonathan Williams until he falls off. Diam Hines is good flex play, and well, and he did get some targets this week, as we mentioned he would. And while Brissett had a pedestrian day, he's definitely worth a start here, as is Ebron or Doyle, your choice. But again, don't expect much from either tight end. There's one team I wish that could take some notes on what the Titans have done this year by changing one guy at one position. And what's that? The Bears. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Ryan Tannehill has come in and played solid. He's he's been, uh, you know, I think everything the Titans have need. They, he's come in and made uh, steady decisions and choices. Hasn't exploded in a negative way. Has kept them in every game and allowed the rest of their team, not just offensively but defensively, they've got plays and playmakers as well. So I think I'm impressed so far with Ryan Ryan Tannehill's effect on uh, on his team and Titans. And I, I, you know, Derrick Henry surprised me. This year, all the way through, I like him. Uh, no reason not to play him here against the Colts. And I, like you said, I think everybody on the Colts offensively, at least uh, when it revolves on the passing game, are all good plays here, as well as Jonathan Williams, who had a big game this this past game. Yeah, I liked him very much. Jets and Bengals. Boy, uh, this is a, this is a game I want to believe it or not. I want to see this game, and I'll tell you why. Because yeah, yeah, the question why? is. <laughs> will the Bengals win here? Uh, I think they will. I think they get their first win. And part of that is now reinforced for me that we found out that uh, uh, Andy, Andy Dalton, Dalton is going to be back at quarterback. So they've given up that experiment for now. Um, the coach said, hey, we just want to win. It does, Don't read anything into this for the future. It's just we want to win. And I think that's something that's going to be going on a lot this week. So, so will the Bengals win here? I think so. They did well against the Steelers. And, and the Jets are coming off a strong performance. They've won. Uh, what, three in a row? Jets have won uh, three, I believe, three in a row. Something like um, that, yeah. So, Darnold was great last week. Right. Uh, so, he's he's going to fall off this week because of being oh, great he? last week. <laughs> Griffin remains strong. Bell, iffy, like he has all year. Mixon has picked things up. And Alton Tate, I think, is a play again this week. Well, here's my answer to what you prefaced this whole selection of who's going to win this game on, and that's Andy Dalton coming back. The Bengals are still 0 for the season. Yeah. With Dalton, without Dalton, now that Dalton's back. The Dalton got replaced because he didn't win. Yeah. Now that Matt, uh, uh, Finley didn't win, Andy Dalton's back again. I don't think that's going to be the difference maker here. The Jets are hot. I thought when I saw, what is it, midway through this, the game this past week against the Raiders and the Raiders were actually getting destroyed, I thought I was seeing something like – that can't be. Well, it was. <laughs> and they were getting destroyed. And I think the Jets, defensively, up front, you you can't run the ball against them. And the Bengals have a hard time throwing or running. And yeah. I just th- I think, uh, as a one-dimensional team, I like the Jets here against the Bengals. And the Jets, offensively, I think, are now starting to hit their stride a little bit. And they beat a very good, in my opinion, Oakland Raiders team, who are still, I think, going to... Uh, contend for, if not win, that AFC West. And the Jets, I think, are going to win this game. I think Darnold's back. Now he's, uh, you know, offensively things revolve around him. And do and when they do revolve around him, things seem to work out these last few weeks. So I, I like the Jets here. Here, here. Here's my take on this, and I'll tell you why. This is from the outside looking in. Okay, it's from a longtime reporter standpoint rather than something else. Andy Dalton's been sitting, what, three weeks now? He's had a lot of time to think. 
Had a okay. long time to do. I don't know what his contract situation is, but he if he's getting the starts. He's got what uh, this is week uh, 13, he's got 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Yep. Okay. He's auditioning. In my mind, he's auditioning for that team that he's going to play for next year because it ain't going to be Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Fin- they've committed to Finley. Finley's going to be their new starter, and I'm sure it's going to happen next year. Andy doesn't want to play on the bench. If he can pick things up, let's say he can win three out of the five or just, especially this week, have a really good week and just really make some uh, smart plays, key plays, be the old Andy Dalton that had flashes of brilliance. I think he makes himself available to teams that are going to need a quarterback, whether it's Miami, whether it's uh, whoever yeah. uh, that's going to, okay. and going to want a quarterback. So I, I think it's an audition for him, and I think he knows that, and that's why I think he's going to make an effort to play super well and make sure things happen right. Redskins okay. and Panthers. Redskins coming off a win, but it ends there. Haskins likely out, and that means Case Keenum is likely in, and that's okay. McLaurin is a play if you have to with Keenum in. Uh, Panthers play the obvious guys, including Kyle Allen, who with three TDs last week and no picks showed himself solid. DJ Moore is good here, and I'd even go with Curtis Samuel. Well, like you said, Kyle Allen showed himself well last week, and that was against the Saints. And now they're playing the Redskins, who don't have the defense that New Orleans does. So I like Kyle Allen. I think he's gotten, he had a really hot start to the season, and then he hit a little slump there uh, personally with, uh, even though they were winning a couple of those games, he didn't play well. And then, uh, you know, now he did. They ended up coming out on the short side, but a very well-played game against the Saints. So I like Kyle Allen. I like their their passing game this week. Uh, DJ Moore, obviously, is a solid choice here. Um, I'm not sure I'd go with anybody on the Redskins offensively. And uh, I, I do like the Panthers to win this game. All right. 49ers at Ravens. Now, this is the premier game of the week. Can the 49ers right. defense contain Lamar Jackson? Nope. I would start them for sure. I also like the Ravens D here and not Jimmy Garoppolo, which means take away Debo Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders and elevate George Kittle. On the Ravens side, Mark Ingram's good, but I don't like Mark Andrews this week against the Niners. Kittle came back big and is a key player for the Niners in this one. Jimmy G was solid, and while the wideouts didn't exactly set the world on fire, they should rebound, but I'm not so sure they rebound to the point where they're going to do well enough against the Ravens. I do like the Niners in this one, but fantasy-wise, i got to go with the Ravens players. Uh, stopping Lamar Jackson is the key, and if anyone can do it, it is the Niners. All right. Well, hey, it, they're going to have to... I, the key here, I think, for them is that they're going to be able to, with that front four, potentially get pressure on Lamar Jackson and also uh, penetrate enough into the backfield where they're not leaving gash, gashing size holes for the running game in Mark Ingram. Um, if that happens, I think they do have a chance, although nobody right now has the room for the Ravens. <laughs> and the Ravens seem to be getting better offensively. Yeah, they do. It's not like they peaked a couple of weeks ago. Defensively, too. They exactly. And I, I don't know, man. I think uh, to begin the season with, John Harbaugh had sort of made a couple of comments during the preseason, like, hey, we're going to set the world on fire here offensively, something the NFL hasn't seen before. And I kind of think... At this point in time, this is when it's coming to show that he was right. You know, the thing about this, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I see the key to this game being the 49er linebackers. I think the defensive line stops the run and contains, but Jackson is a guy who breaks containment, and therefore it's the linebackers who have to put the pressure on to try to stop him if he gets to that next level. And that also opens up things for the wide receivers because you don't have as much double coverage. Am I correct or wrong? 
Well, I would say to some degree, yes. Let's look at some of the defensive coordinators, though, that Lamar Jackson, this offense, has made look silly. Mm -hmm. Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. Last night with uh, Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips, yeah. And and here we're going to get a chance to see the 49ers and their defensive coordinator and the good defensive 49ers try to contain the Ravens also. I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's too many dynamic players, and the most which is Lamar Jackson himself. Um, And I think... They're starting to figure out, as, a, as a Greg Roman is, and the rest of the Ravens are, what they have in Lamar Jackson. And each week, it, it's expanding. And he's getting better. Their offense is getting more dynamic. Their defense is starting to make plays. Not just starting to, but continuing to. Yeah. And so I, I think that's going to be a tough order for the 49ers to contain that offense. We well, you know, uh, I think th- this is uh, the one game all year that people are talking about is this could be the preview for the Super Bowl. Could be. This could yep, be the Super well teams. Be. This could be the two teams. If they continue to play like they're playing, I think that's it. Buccaneers and Jags. Uh, Jameis Winston rolling in fantasy, so you must start him, especially against Jacksonville. Chris Godwin also a starter here. I like Mike Evans too, but neither running backs, Barber and Jones, because they are sharing equally and they're doing nothing. Nick Foles is back as the starter, uh, sending uh, Gardner Minshew back to the bench after performing admirably, and he did well last week. Uh, so he's the start, uh, meaning uh, Foles, as is D.D. Westbrook and Fournette, uh, while Chris Conley continues to draw good target numbers. Yeah, here's my thing on Jameis Winston is that uh, as kind of the way we began this fantasy football season talking about, at least I did, about how Jameis, you know, he may have a game or two or, uh, you know, two where he has solid efforts. But looking back at this this last game he played, the numbers were good. He did have a couple of interceptions. Mm -hmm. One of the touchdowns he got to Chris Godwin. Uh, was thrown kind of down the middle of the field. There were three people around him. It just so happened as he's running away for a touchdown, the, the announcer was like, I think Chris Godwin's got the ball. He definitely puts his receivers or the football at risk too many times, in my opinion, and uh, didn't when he doesn't have to. Which results in those interceptions. Exactly. So I'm, I'm a little... Mm, I'm not so high, I guess, on Jameis Winston in their passing game. This week, I think the Jaguars have a good defense. And uh, and uh, so, I don't know. I, I'm i a little – I guess I have a question mark this week as to whether or not to start Jameis Winston. I do like Nick Foles coming back. I think offensively, uh, Chris Conley has established himself as an every every week player uh, in the passing game. Fournette, kind of like Derrick Henry, has come on mm-hmm. this year and – and, he scored touchdowns this week. <laughs> and been consistent even in the passing game, starting to get involved. So, yeah, I, I do. I like the Jaguars this week against the Buccaneers. Okay, time for the ugly game of the week, and this is an ugly one. Uh, and not, not only just or for football, it's, it's ugly. <laughs> Browns at Steelers, I think is very ugly. It, it's in Pittsburgh, and the Browns are coming off a strong game, albeit against Miami, and the Steelers win barely over hapless Cincinnati. So the Steelers' D is going to have to play their best, and they probably will. On the offense – the Steelers may not have enough weapons, and the quarterback is Hodges this week, which is good, because in my mind, you really don't want Mason Rudolph on the field for this one after the last time they played. So lock in Jalen Samuels and Washington, who has done well with Hodges. He's done better with Hodges than he has with uh, Rudolph. For Cleveland, I'd play them all, especially the running backs, who should turn into good receivers in this one, especially Kareem Hunt and Beckham. I mean, I look at this game with Mason Rudolph, I thought about this for a long time, and I'm sure Mike Tomlin thought about it too, and I'm sure this entered into his decision. 
Mason Rudolph is coming off all this national attention, this ugly game, getting his head hit. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw it. There was a, a video that went viral that um, uh, Browns fans put out. Uh, they were in a parking lot, and they made a pinata of Mason Rudolph, and they were all taking a, uh, a Mason Rudolph helmet and trying to hit it, you know, as a pinata. Sure. Uh, so, you know, fans do that. As the home team fans would react yes. to what was the most uh, I don't know. Yes. I don't know what you want to call Miles Garrett's situation or action during that game. Yeah, it was just disgusting. Exactly. And so do you want Mason Rudolph, number one, what's his mind set going to be? Is he kind of over it? Well, that's tough to do. Is he going to have happy feet? He hasn't been making quick decisions. Hodges has. Uh, Hodges doesn't make the kind of mistakes that Mason Rudolph did. Um in the last game, he was into the third quarter. Mike Tomlin had enough. He had already had two uh, intentional grounding penalties, two in the first half. So that kind of said a lot about you know what was happening in his mind and you know where he's at. I think um, Bob Labriola, I think, said it best. The Steelers got to play the hot hand, and Mason Rudolph may be in by in the second half. Who knows? It, it may be that type of game. But you know, I'm looking at okay. If you got him, you got to sit him. And I'm not so sure you want to play Hodges if you got him. I mean, if you're in a situation where you're down on quarterbacks, maybe you know, he's going to be available in most leagues. Well, the, the, interesting that you would get, you would call this the ugly game of the week. I think if this game had happened six or eight weeks ago, yeah. But now the Browns are hot. They've won three in a row. Uh, one of those teams they beat was the Steelers, who are now going to be ultra-motivated mm-hmm. given how that game ended. It's in Pittsburgh now. And I think Hodges, in my opinion, is the better quarterback right now over Rudolph. Oh, I do too. He's confident. He makes better decisions. He's got uh, confidence in those around him. He's got an g- excellent defense playing on, you know, uh, with the Steelers. So I think this is going to be a pretty good game all in all. I think the, the Browns are playing well offensively. They're playing well defensively. And uh, I think the Steelers at home, even with Hodges, um, have a chance to win this game because their defense is playing so well. And the kicking game's good. Um, Jordan Berry and Chris Boswell have having fine years. So Yeah, and, and I think, uh, you know, I think Hodges has got, like you said, a couple of good weapons in Jalen Samuels and Washington. I think their, their, uh, their running game is a little suspect right now, but as you said, the Browns, everything is working for them right now offensively. Uh, so I, I would play all their, all the Browns. Anybody you have on the Browns' offense uh, this week, I would play them. Here's a question for you. In my league, on my team, I have both the 49ers' defense and the Steelers' defense. 49ers going up against the Ravens, Steelers going up against the Browns. Who would you start? That's a tough call. I would take the Steelers. That's probably what I'm going to do. You know, yeah. I, I think the uh, anybody, any defense right now playing the Baltimore Ravens, I don't like. I don't either. It's a tough one, but uh, I think I think I you're mean right they've there. destroyed the, the Patriots' yeah. defense, uh, and they destroyed the Rams last night. Yeah. So I, there's not a defense out there I think I would take against them. Packers at Giants. Packers faced a very difficult Niners team. Didn't score for nearly three quarters. I said last week Aaron Rodgers does not perform well when the pass rush is good, and the Niners good have about the best first series. Uh, he went down, fumbled, lost the ball, leading to a San Francisco score. Giants, not the Niners. Start all the Packers this week, and I'd be leery of any Giant player. Other, well, here's two Giant players I think I wouldn't be leery to play. Uh, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. <clears throat> you like Barkley this week? He's been so down. Which, which tells me he's not going to be down forever. The guy's too good. He's involved in their passing game to a big degree when he's playing well. 
and Daniel Jones, even against the Bears, was making good decisions uh, and I good like. throws. Yeah. So um, yeah, I I'm not gonna say, I don't I don't want to go out there and say the Giants are gonna win this game, but they are at home. Uh, they don't have the pass rush, so I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to have two bad games in a row. I like the Packers to win this game, but I do. I think the Giants, offensively at least, are going to move the ball and score a few points as well. Eagles at Dolphins. Wow, Eagles look like they're so bad, but the, that sort of the Dolphins. I actually like Carson Wentz in this game, which I haven't done in many, many weeks, and I have him as a backup quarterback on one of my teams. I, I really like Carson Wentz, but not. You know, this year. But this game, I do. I think this is a game he turns it around. I like him along with Miles Sanders. For the Dolphins, Bellage is okay as a flex. Fitzpatrick and Hearns, I think they're worth playing. I think the Dolphins are every deodorant <laughs> to the, the, the team they're going to play their previously bad game. So the Eagles, even though they played bad last week, they come in and play the best fantasy defense you could possibly want to play in the Dolphins because they make everybody look good, yeah. including whoever it is they're playing. That's why I'm starting Wentz this week instead of Watson or, uh, uh, well, Benjamin Rudolph, that's for sure. But a Rams at Cardinals. Cardinals coming off a bye. Look for Kyler Murray to play well enough against the flaky Rams team. A Rams, they just look bad against Baltimore, but then so does everybody else. Aside from Cup, I'm not sure I like anyone on the Rams this week. I, you know, when you look at this matchup and the Cardinals' offense, they're not Baltimore's offense. Right. But Kyler Murray is an athletic quarterback like Lamar Jackson. He throws the ball well. He's had some excellent games this year. The Rams defensively have to be shell shocked. They're going to be having, yeah. they're having played on a Monday night. Going to back it up with a, another Monday night game, and so I don't know. I I think the Cardinals offensively have a chance. Kyler Murray especially. To, to do well against them. Uh, they don't have the running game that uh, Baltimore has. The Rams offensively just look flat, and there's really nobody. And, and it all revolves around Jared Goff. They don't run the ball like they did last year, so too much falls on him, I think, yeah. to be a pure drop-back passer, and that's just too much for him, I think, to execute. Chargers at Broncos. Chargers coming off a bye. They overbound against Denver, who really sucked last week. Uh, look for Rivers and Gordon to do well this week. They just are not using Eckler that well, so I think he's a flex play if you have him and you have to use him. And I'm not starting anyone at Denver. I don't think I would start anyone on either team offensively. I think this is going to be, this is, I think, going to be the ugly game of the week, as opposed to what you had mentioned before with the Browns and the Steelers. I think the Chargers offensively look lost, as do the Broncos, and defensively, neither one of them, I don't think, have uh, you know a bunch going for them. So, yeah, I, I think this is kind of one fantasy football-wise to stay away from. Raiders at Chiefs. Uh, Raiders didn't look good last week, and the Chiefs are coming off a bye. Time to roll with Shady McCoy in this one, and after the bye, uh, and on the Raiders, the usual guys are in play. I say look for uh, Carr to actually rebound a little bit. You know, if we can get off the fantasy thing for just a moment here, I'm mm -hmm. just going to say this is the this is the season for the Raiders right here. Yeah. They're a game behind the Chiefs, and they didn't look good last week, got blown out against the Jets. Now they have to go to Kansas City where the Chiefs have shown sort of a vulnerability at times mm -hmm. to lose big games. And this is, I think, Carr has to come back this week. Defensively, the Raiders have to come back against a very good Chiefs offense. So, you know, if the Raiders are going to do – 
and come through the way people sort of think they're going to, and which I do as well, this is a game they have to win. And I think uh, Derek Carr, their offense, you know, they dropped a bunch of passes last week. Yeah. Terrell Williams well, yeah. <laughs> there was a montage in one of the, exactly. one of the shows, like drop, 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 drop. Mm-hmm. But they've got talented players that are this week, you know, you've got Gruden, who is an offensive coordinator. He's a head coach, but he's, a, he's more – He's more offensively involved than defensively, and I think this is a game he's pointing to that says, "This is what we. This is kind of a preview for them. If we're going to win this division, and get in the playoffs, this is a game we have to win." You know, speaking of drop passes, were you of the mindset? There's two mindsets. One, if you let's say you, you throw a pass to Washington and he drops it, it was obviously he he should have had it. Are you the mindset, I'm going to go right back to that guy to build his confidence? Or are you the mindset, it's like, I'm going to somebody else because this guy's dropping passes? <laughs> well, it, it kind of depends. If you're around players, and I don't know if I've mentioned this this year or not. but Barry normally, Sanders? No, you mentioned Barry okay. Sanders. Line. <laughs> no. A, a different Detroit Lions player, Herman Moore. When Herman came in, his rookie season, uh, something what I've heard Jerry Rice happen his rookie year, that he dropped a lot of passes. Herman dropped a lot in training camp before we even got to the season. And you knew I played against him in college. So I knew he was going to be good. But, um, you know, sometimes you just have to go back and you look at a guy's work ethic. You you, you just see how he rebounds and how he responds to difficult moments. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to, oh, I have to get him the very next pass. But you're, you're not going to necessarily shy away from him. There's people that you typically say, well, he's not... He, he doesn't have the work ethic, and, he, and things, bad plays that he makes don't seem to bother him. In fact, he tends to blame other people for his own mistakes. That's kind of a guy you, you want to stay away from, I think, as you move forward. Gotcha. Patriots at Texans. Uh, Patriots uh, will handle the Texans, as this is another tough matchup for Deshaun Watson. He's a start, but don't be surprised if he has a low point day for him in fantasy. Hopkins will get his, and Darren Fells will rebound, along with Carlos Hyde. Uh, New England starts to include the defense, of course, and that's all really I can recommend here. I'm going to go a little bit against the grain, at least if you set it down here, and assuming the Patriots are going to beat the Texans. It maybe on paper it looks like they should, and the Texans haven't re- responded as well as maybe they, people thought they would these last few games. But uh, the Patriots, I don't think, are that good offensively. And I think the Texans can maybe rise up here. Romeo Cornell going to be, be playing against the, 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 the Patriots, who he used to coach for and had won a couple of Super Bowls with. And now I think he gets to, you know, take advantage, I think, of a weaker New England team, uh, at least offensively, than we've seen in a few years. And, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, this could be the game that they break out against a very good defense. So I I like the Texans in this game. And I like Deshaun Watson. I think Hopkins is going to have a good game. As we said, Carlos Hyde has been very effective running the ball lately. I think that will continue. I think Darren Fells will have a big game. So I like the Texans in this one. Well, now you got me thinking. Do I start Wentz or do I start Watson? <laughs> tough, tough call. Uh, Monday night, the Vikings at Seahawks. Vikings coming off a bye, and with Adam Thielen listed as questionable, still the effort falls on Diggs and Cook. Uh, Cook is solid, uh, so is Diggs, and I, I like Irv Smith here at tight end. Cousins is a play. I'd play him as well. The Seahawks uh, sound good with Wilson and expect Carson to get more carries. However, Rashad Penny had a hot hand, and he'll get the chance to gain over 100 yards again. So I'd play Penny over Carson this week. 
Josh Gordon cut into the snaps, it seems, for DK Metcalf. But I still like him. Uh, DK Metcalf, that is. Uh, just now more of a flex play rather than an, uh, a wide receiver one or wide receiver two. Well, to go back to this, I, or to go back to the game, the previously advertised game of the week, which you said was the, the 49ers taking on the, the, Ravens. the Baltimore Ravens, this is almost just as, as marquee for me. Because I think you got two excellent teams, both playing very well, two excellent quarterbacks, two excellent defenses. There's a lot of, I think, potential here for um, big plays you made on both sides of the ball. Uh, I like pretty much every offensive player for the Vikings and every offensive player for the Seahawks. And let's just see how good both these defenses can be. Um, I think DK Metcalf, even though he did have the drop in the end zone, I think that's a situation where Russell Wilson is going to be able to come back to him and all week long show him in practice that I've got confidence in you. I think when the time comes in the game, he'll go right back to him again, and I think uh, he'll have a good game. I think Rashad Penny's going to have a good game. The combination of Penny and Carson I think is strong, um, and I, I, I think uh, Seattle playing at home I think he's going to win this game, but I think it's going to be a good fantasy output for both teams. All right. Heading into the playoffs. Uh, these are the next few weeks are the real, real tough weeks for everybody. So make sure you join us uh, again here next week. There you have it. This week's Fantasy Football Podcast. Join us each week on Tuesday night for a look at the upcoming NFL games. You can find us on the Radio.com mobile app, iTunes, Stitcher, Lipsum, and wherever you get your podcasts. Easiest way, really, is just to go to our website, KramerandBrill.com. All one word, KramerandBrill.com. Podcasts are listed on the podcast page or you just click at the top of the home page it says right there click for the late here for the latest uh, podcast and it'll take you right to it check it out kramer and this podcast is property of brill productions any unauthorized use such as charging for its contents is strictly prohibited we do encourage you to share the podcast however for free for kramer eric kramer i bob brill join us next time for kramer and brill a fantasy football podcast <laughs>